Good morning. My name is Father Ed Feliski from the St. Clement Mission House in Ephrata, Pennsylvania. Today we celebrate the second Sunday of Lent, and I would like to begin with the reading of today's Gospel um, from St. Mark, chapter 9, verses 2 to 10. Jesus took Peter, James, and John, and led them up a high mountain apart by themselves. And he was transfigured before them, and his clothes became dazzling white, such as no fuller on earth could bleach them. Then Elijah appeared to them, along with Moses, and they were conversing with Jesus. Then Peter said to Jesus in reply, Rabbi, it is good that we are here. Let us make three tents, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. He hardly knew what to say, they were so terrified. Then a cloud came, casting a shadow over them. From the cloud came a voice, This is my beloved Son, listen to him. Suddenly, looking around, they no longer saw anyone but Jesus alone with them. As they were coming down from the mountain, he, ch he charged them not to relate what they had seen to anyone, except when the Son of Man had risen from the dead. So they kept the matter to themselves, questioning what rising from the dead meant. The Gospel of the Lord. Some years ago, I was stationed on the island of St. Lucia in the West Indies. St. Lucia is a small island, um, an independent country. It's about 18 miles wide and 24 miles long from north to south. Um, it's a relatively small country. Um, and while I was working there, I was working with the, the youth group. The youth uh, group decided they would like to climb one of the famous um, mountain peaks in St. Lucia called the Pitons. There are two mountains that sort of project out of the sea, uh, and St. Lucia, Lucia is famous for these two mountains called the Pitons. One, the bigger one's called the Gopiton, and the smaller one's called the Petit Piton. So we decided that we were going to climb the larger Piton Mountain, which rises about 2,600 feet um, above sea level. So it's an all-day trip. We decided to leave early in the morning. We got to the mountain, the base of the mountain, about 5 in the morning and began our climb. And it's a relatively difficult climb. In some points, it's like going straight up a ladder. In fact, uh, there are some rungs of a ladder um, there along this, the hillside uh, for people who want to make this journey. Uh, it's a relatively difficult climb. I don't know that I could make it today. But when you get to the top, you're rewarded with this magnificent view of the entire Caribbean. To the south, you can, on a clear day, you can see um, the neighboring islands of St. Vincent and the Grenadines. Um, you can see the entire Caribbean. It's just beautiful. Uh, almost always, there are clouds gathered around the top of the mountain. This is the result of the moisture from the sea sort of mixing with the heat coming off of the uh, of the land, off the mountain. And um, clouds are 
constantly gather on the top of the mountain. Um, so I get a sense, when you're on a mountain like this, you get a sense of um, God's presence. Um, you know, you have this lofty position, a bird's eye view of the world. You sort of, um, you know, gaze on the valleys below. Um, you have a sense of just awe and awesomeness and the presence of God. I think certainly that's probably what Peter, James, and John felt when they climbed the mountain with Jesus in today's gospel. They had uh, a sense of this reverence and awesomeness of, of God's presence, which was only magnified by the fact that Jesus was transfigured before them. Um, so they got a glimpse into who Jesus was. Now notice Jesus is not transformed as if he was changed. Um, so there's a difference between transformation and transfiguration. Um, Jesus was not transformed. He stayed the same. But transfiguration is like um, he was revealed to them in this brief glimpse of who Jesus was. So they got a, a sense of um, the greatness of Jesus and, and what, what he was eventually going to be for them. So as the disciples gathered around um, Two of the great prophets of the Old Testament, Moses and Elijah, appear to them. Um, very symbolic. Moses is the great um, prophet of the Old Testament who laid down the law, who received the law from God, the Ten, the Ten Commandments. And so the law became the organizing principle behind um, the Jewish people as a people. Elijah was considered the first and the greatest of the prophets. So we have appearing to Jesus and the Peter, James, and John on this mountain, um, these two great Old Testament prophets. It was as if um, Jesus was being declared as the fulfillment of the law and um, the fulfillment of the prophets. So he was being revealed to the disciples as the Messiah. Now you notice, um, as I mentioned earlier, clouds often gather at the top of a mountain. In Jewish thought, the presence of God is regularly connected with the presence of the cloud. For example, it was in the cloud that Moses met with God when he received the, the law, the Ten Commandments. It was in the cloud that God came to the tabernacle. It was the cloud which filled the temple when it was dedicated after Solomon had built it. And it was the dream of the Jews that when the Messiah came, the cloud of God's presence would return to the temple. So it seems as if whenever God appears, he comes in the form of a cloud. So it's not um, totally, uh, it's, it's understandable how the disciples would have experienced God's presence in the cloud. Now, Jesus took his disciples up the mountain um, to pray. We, we often see Jesus going away especially to the mountain, to pray. Probably for the reasons that I just mentioned, that there's a sense of God's presence there. And as he prayed, he was praying for direction, as he always did, as he asked for God's um, direction, uh, for God to sort of give him guidance. Jesus was on his way to Jerusalem, and he wanted to know, was this the right choice? Was this what God really wanted him to do? Um, he knew that going to Jerusalem would ultimately end up in his death, 
the death on a cross. And as he goes to this mountain to pray, and he brings his disciples along, um, God's voice appears to him as Moses and Elijah appear to him. And it's as if they're confirming his decision to go ahead, to move on uh, towards Jerusalem, that his, the choice that he's making is the right choice. Um, so Jesus is confirmed in his belief that he's doing the right thing. And the disciples get uh, an insight into this. The voice of God appears and says, This is my beloved Son. This reflects back, or this mirrors our first reading today about Abraham and the offering of his son Isaac. Um, God will offer his own son to us for our salvation. And so um, we get these glimpses uh, of, of the presence of God in our lives, perhaps through a moment of prayer, perhaps through um, receiving Jesus in Holy Communion, um, perhaps in the smile of a friend or a kind word of another person. We get uh, brief insights and glimpses of the presence of God in our lives. We don't always have to climb a mountain to get that presence, um, but certainly uh, it, it is present there, and it's present in other places as well in our daily lives. And so as we celebrate this um, feast today, the second Sunday of, of Lent, and we reflect on the transfiguration, we ask God to transform us and transfigure us. Help us to see the presence of God in our everyday lives, all around us, in people that we meet, in the Word of God, in the Eucharist that we celebrate. Um, and as we see that we get glimpses of God's presence, we pray that that, that presence will transform us uh, into uh, the presence of God for one another. May God bless you. And may you have a wonderful day.